you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member, you'll know a thing or two about an expertly packed capsule wardrobe that balances business and leisure. So you can go from conference sleek to cocktail party chic with a few new accessories. You can hustle from 9 to 5 before exploring with ease from 5 to 9. Because you're the chief excursion officer. The Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know business. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. It's hot as hell outside, right, Asante? Right, yeah. Fran? Ain't it hot outside? So it is. I'm tired of sweating. So uh, this month is July, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's okay to flip it a little bit and get ass a Christmas carol tonight. <laughs> Let's go. I heard a Christmas in July. Not a Christmas carol in July. Well, the weather outside is frightful. Christmas in July is delightful. A motherfucker trying to be insightful. This right here is the friend zone. Now we rap at the beginning of every show because that's how it go. And you know that we don't stop our flow. It's conscious, so we smart. Ho, let's go. Santa. Is that you? I heard you got some gifts for me. In the big red bag, coming down the chimney. And you're moving real fast. Hope you got presents. And it's raining dusted. And it's on the front zone. And they busted out with the consciousness every week. And they do the shit real, real straight. I'm talking to you about mental health and wellness. Up on the show. Yeah, we in the friend zone. Gonna slow it down, take it to another tone. Rapping in the falsetto, rapping real slow. But I'm gonna stop, cause it's time to stop the show. Yo, better boom. <laughs> <laughs> when you hear that song, yo, that's better roll. Chairs, right, y'all? It does. It, it feels so good to be back. It does. I liked last week's little setup too, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Hold on, black I'm, still, I'm still coming back. Yeah, <laughs> it's your Yo, hips better. <laughs> 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 
I, I really want like a slow piano to play and it enter like a reprise for it. Like, I want Bjork on the keys. Um, no. Like, <laughs> you know, I only she like, would be with the shit too. Bjork she, is about would. a musical moment, right? She As a matter is. of fact, homework early this week. Chop, chop. <laughs> Everybody go on YouTube and look up Bjork's performances at, I can't remember what church she was at, but she's inside oh of this God. like cathedral church yes. and she's singing songs from her. Um, um, Damn, what's the name of that album? I can't remember, but it's the one with Unravel and Pagan Poetry yes. and um, exactly and, and all of those beautiful, beautiful songs. I love Bjork, but look up those performances, her theatrics, her her showmanship, everything about her performance is just her magical. Costumes, yeah. Her costumes, yeah, she's next level. She's just yeah, she's so Army expressive. Army of Me is my Bjork song. Listen, yes. if you're really about the bull with Bjork, you need to watch Dancer in the Dark, that uh, movie musical she did. Oh. It's, it's really dark, but it's oh, really yeah. beautiful. Like, the way that it's done and shot Dang, you the took story. it back. Oh, man. That's homework part two that's right home- there. I mean, that's... It ain't quite eliminated. It's more like fruit punch. But it's good, <laughs> Right, right. It's good. That, that's homework if, you, if you're if in that moment. Now, I'm not going to disturb y'all like Black Mirror, but it is one of those I have to give you a little <laughs> disclaimer for. Because, whoo, man. Now, it's the Sante suggestion this time. It, 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 so it, y'all it can't is, yell at me. But I gave it... I, I prefaced it for you. Bjork loves to dance. I wonder why they won't put her on Dancing with the Stars. Well, I know I why they won't she... put her on Dancing with the Stars. Because, you know, <laughs> Bjork will put hands on them judges. <laughs> She will. Remember she beat that reporter ass when she at the airport? <laughs> Welcome to Bangkok and Bjork got on her head. Like, boom, 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 boom. I was Ooh. like, damn. Uh, she said the streets raised me. <laughs> How are you guys? I'm good. I'm good. How was I'm your good. weekend? My weekend was beautiful and amazing. It was. I had a really good weekend. Like, weekends in summer. Summer weekends in New York City are just like Nine no compares. other. Love is better. The air feels better. Everybody looks better. Like you're tan, so you know your melanin is on like a thousand. And, and you want to be social and yeah, out more. You do, right? You know? mm-hmm. And Nike, <laughs> Nike makes amazing gray sweatpants shorts. So it's like you still can have your gray sweats moments in hot ass weather, like right now. And true, show true, off true, your game and really make it hot outside. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now make it hot. Okay. I used to love when they would say that in like the bad boy camp, like when Lori and Gibson are making the bench. But like, all right, boom, boom, cap. Now make it hot. Yo, hips better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so mad at you. Here we go. My... The re re reprise. <laughs> okay. So on last week's episode, we discussed right the re re rewind. We discussed Black Lives Matter. A lot of you, as usual, had a lot of amazing things to say, so we wanted to pick some of our favorite comments. Asante, who stood out to you? I actually would like to read one of the emails, this one being from Half the Mask. I'm writing this while I listened to your latest episode, Black Lives Matter, and I thought I'd give additional insight in regards to the argument of Black Lives Matter versus All Lives Matter, as well as counter-arguments against the movement. I don't want to read the full email, but uh, basically this person, you know, did state some very important parts of, you know, why people do believe the All All Lives Matter brand and why that makes sense to them. And that's all well and understandable. But so I just want to read this excerpt. If All Lives Matter, then don't Black Lives Matter? Shouldn't you be working with us, with the media, especially to help bring light to all the racial minorities being killed because our country has such a negative perception of them? Nope. You just walk around playing racism go and wait for your phone to buzz with, look, a wild nigger was shot. Then you run to the nearest spot to gear up your inaccurate data and poor choice of wording to defend a hashtag that literally isn't doing anything for the world. It's just like every other minority across the board that gets met with opposition from the majority. I'm a homosexual and I have a gay pro- and I have gay pride. Yet when I have to take 
pride in my sexuality, sudden heterosexual pride pops up. I'm not transgender, but my friends who are have told me the same issue. They have trans pride. People want to counter with cis pride. Same goes for women being met with male pride and all these other things. What are you trying to accomplish by continuing, constantly attempting the top minority pride with something that you don't even support yourself? I won't even watch the Proud Family. <laughs> Shit. So I just think it's so interesting that someone really took something. Episode already. <laughs> right, he said. He said, "I'm not holding back at all." It's just like people don't realize when they just they take away from an issue the importance that they're removing from it. You know, when we say Black Lives Matter, we it's really beating a dead horse by having to explain this, and that's why I was just like, "Don't bother me with this." But this person really broke down the email. You know how a lot of this is working, and it's distracting when you say all lives matter. So I just want to reread the excerpt. I'm glad a lot of people get that, and they don't need to be led by the distractions anymore and just need to focus on the message at hand. Preach. Mm. Well, I found a comment by Kunya, Kunya, hopefully I'm saying it right, on SoundCloud, <laughs> Dustin. Kunya. <laughs> so... Kunya says, when I go... I know she didn't say. Toby. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Yo, hips! Bad off! No. <laughs> go ahead, friend. This episode is oh your hips. Better okay. <clears throat> when I go to white neighborhoods, police are few and far between. I don't think their constant neighborhood presence is needed. Patrolling is an issue and not needed continuously. I agree officers should be integrated into the communities they serve. I do not feel the presence is needed in such numbers. Just patrolling and driving and walking and standing for what? Police presence absent of a crime is overseeing and I'm not here for it. Mm. And I thought that was such a dope comment because it made me realize how living in Harlem I'm so used to patrolling like the cops just always being there in the corner and the full the vans full of them even if nothing's happening them towers. that it's normalized for me to think because I'm the one who brought up uh their patrolling and integration in the last episode <clears throat> so seeing that comment made me realize like wow I'm so used to them being there that I don't even realize until she said that that that's actually not normal why are they there just all the time. standing there all the time. You know, that's, you know, so for me to bring up patrolling is because it's my reality. But I, I do remember when I go down to, you know, the 70s or the 80s or the 60s or just downtown, you don't see cop cars standing anywhere. Do you, I've never seen those towers in any other neighborhoods. The those, towers those weird with little... the camera and yeah. everything. Like, yeah, I, you know, that's our reality in the hood. So mm-hmm. that thank you for that comment because that kind of made me realize, like, wow, that isn't. Right. <laughs> I wish I knew what the name of that thing was because people aren't going to know what I'm talking about. But, like, it's literally this, like... It's like a surveillance tower. And and people will be in there sometimes. Yeah. That shit is scary to me. Very, very creepy. There's one now that just got added, like, a few blocks away from me. And every time I pass it, I get chills because I'm like, this is... Because it looks like um, in the j- in the the yard in the jail mm-hmm. how that guard you know is at the top yeah. like overseeing yep. the ma- the inmates when they're outside like that's literally what it feels yep. like it's the same positioning same structure so thank you for that comment because that was uh kind of eye-opening for me dustin who stood out to you all right all right so this week you know i like to highlight what was going on in the tweet in the tweets in the twitter streets and so uh the first tweet we're gonna highlight comes from um mir 
Uh, her name is dot mir dot, and her handle is at underscore mir six two eight. Um, and she tweeted us a gif of Red from the Bad Girls Club. Now I don't know if you know who Red is, but no. she looks like she that, have a black and mild. She looks like that um, leather chair you're sitting on, that, which looks like part of a sectional. Which is <laughs> another question for another time. Yeah, she's a very large, portly girl. She from looks, a from long time ago, or like yeah, a new season? From a while ago, probably yeah. about oh, three or four yeah. seasons by now. But it's a gif of her literally running down this hallway, and it says, <laughs> oh "It says me running to the bathroom at work with my debit card to get tickets." to the Friends on Live, which is taking place on August 13th here hey. in New York City. You can pick up tickets at thefriendsonlive.com. So shout out to you, Mir. Can't wait to meet you at the Friends on Live. The next tweet I would like to highlight, uh, there are actually two, and they both are in reference to a little situation we had this week. A moment, if I shall. Thank you. So <laughs> this week, we had a, a moment with Taylor Swift. Oh. <clears throat> Being outed um, as a liar and a fraud and a part-time broad by Kim (laughs) Kardashian. And so there were several tweets going around in relation to that. The first one that I would like to highlight comes from Juan Pa, uh, and that's spelled just how it sounds, phonetic. Uh, And so his handle is at J-P-B-R-A-M-M-E-R, and he uh, wrote bracket, Hangs plaque of Kim Kardashian next to marble bust of Sky Jackson. <laughs> wow, not a marble bust. <laughs> Already. Yes. The next tweet I would like <laughs> to right. highlight comes from none other than the great Patty LaHale. Okay. Oh, no. Shout out, Patty. If you don't know Patty LaHale, figure her out, find out who she is, look up Got to Be Real. That's Got the number two, the letter She's B. She's only a legend. On Absolutely. YouTube, and it will change your life. So, Patty LaHale, of course, chimed in on this <laughs> music beef you with Taylor Swift <laughs> and Kanye West. She better have. She actually quoted scripture. <laughs> and the scripture she quoted reads, and I quote The race is not given to the Swift. <laughs> Ecclesiastes 9-11. <laughs> she closed the tweet with, that's Bible, with a picture of Patti LaBelle smiling. No, <laughs> so, shout out to Patti Look LaBelle. Look at the headpiece. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the race is not given to the no. Swift. And she capitalized Swift. <laughs> that's Bible. <laughs> Woo, Patty. So shout out to Patti LaBelle. Those are just some funny ass tweets this week. Twitter is here for us to laugh. I think sometimes we get caught up in the arguing and in the opining unnecessarily and in just the drama, Twitter supposed to be fun. You understand what I'm saying? Right. So I'm going to make a point of highlighting the funny, good tweets on this show every week. All right, so on this week's episode, we... Speaking of mess. Speaking of mess, right? We wanted to talk about... I, when I was in L.A., I was in <laughs> <laughs> one of my friends' house, and when I walked in, they were watching Love and Hip Hop. So there was... What's her name? Arian. Arian. So Arian was on the episode and I guess the episode she was in the music studio and she the vocal producer was trying to get her to sing certain notes to kind of see where her range was. And or I guess period. Or right, just to kind of test out and do then, some shit. <laughs> and I guess it just, you know, wasn't working out. So, you know, the the producer that she was supposed to be working with, I'm assuming, was just kinda like, eh and backed out of it you know right there on the spot so it kind of got my mind turning about because Arian from what I saw in the episode this seems like a real passion thing for her like she really wants to pursue music she was like crying and saying that this is like her dream so it got me wondering like (laughs) imagine so what happens when you have a dream and everyone around you is kind of like 
not really seeing it for you, whether maybe you're not good at it or you haven't really spent a lot of time developing it. Or maybe it's a dream that is new to you and you're kind of like just in the process of developing it and fleshing it out. So what happens when you have a dream that no one believes in? Do you stop or do you push forward and try to, I wouldn't say prove everyone wrong because you shouldn't do anything to prove anything anyways, but do you just keep going? And ignore the criticism, And ignore the criticism. Well, I'm going to tell you something. (laughs) You know, you say, do you keep going, right? Well, some things should never be in motion in the first place. Now, there is a, there's a line here, right? Shout out to my aunts who have have this thing. They call it a line. And anybody that they like is in the line. But if they don't like you, you're not in the line. (laughs) It's so stupid. But shout out to my aunts that do that. Anyway, um, there's a line though, right? And some things, you know, are worth it. And some things are not. You have to be real with yourself. Right. Is this something that is actually possible? Is it something that should be made possible? Is this something that you are good at? Or is it just something you're excited about? Because there's a difference. Sometimes people, if everybody's telling you, not if everybody's not saying don't chase the dream, right, but they're just telling you don't do that, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, and making suggestions for other things that you can do that will get you fame and stuff, take the hint. That means you're not good at whatever it is that we're talking about, right? Like, if you want to, like, sing... And everybody's like, but you did so good in the church play. Like, would you consider acting full time? That's how you know, like, stop trying to sing because you're not good (laughs) at it. But that's a different story than everybody around you saying, oh, don't pursue singing or anything in entertainment. Like, you need to go to school to be a a doctor or a lawyer or you need to do, you know, take up a a trade, a skilled trade or something like that that's going to be stable and, you know, something to fall back on. That's a totally different thing. That's not about your ability. That's just about you being doing something, I guess, that they would think was risky, you know, or too risky. So you have to consider that. And from there, once you get that part worked out, then you can make whatever. It'll be easy to make the decision. Because if it is just someone discouraging you from doing something that they think is far-fetched, then that is all the more fuel to push you towards it. But if everybody's telling you don't do that and think of something else to do. (laughs) But how can you tell the difference? The the conversation. (laughs) You know, if everybody (laughs) is hearing this duck quack, you know what what I'm saying? But what if you're surrounded by that many negative people, though, that just don't, you know, because I know there are certain people that are genuinely good at what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're surrounded, whether it's their family or their friends, by people who maybe haven't pursued their own dreams or, you know, are just negative people. And they might be telling you not to do it. Or like um, Pinky said last week, uh, soft haters or whatever, you know. So how do you distinguish between haters and then people that are genuinely like, you're not good at this. I'm going to tell you how. You start talking about it more to more people, right? If you're feedback. around about getting feedback, if you're getting, if everybody, if the people around you are saying don't do it, you know, reconsider, read some literature, <laughs> you know, whatever, that's them. But then if you start talking to other people, like say people at school or people at some organization you're a part of, and they're like, oh, absolutely, you're so talented, like, chase your dream go after it then there's a balance there right but if you start talking to other people and they too say you know nah dog (laughs) then you know it's not just you know the negative nancy's right you just ain't no good you know what i'm saying so that's i think you need to just put feelers out like anything else put feelers out 
Don't be afraid to touch. Don't be afraid to touch. <laughs> but what if it's because she was crying? And I think that's the part in the okay. episode that I was like, damn, man, I can't imagine being so passionate about something like that where I'm like crying and feeling it. And it's just like, and you're just not good at it. That sucks. I don't know. What do you think, Asante? Um, I think it might be misguided, misdirected energy. Like sometimes what I might think is bad, someone might think is great. So everybody has something special in them and it's a matter of how you're going to harness it. Um, you can be really bad. <laughs> you can be a really terrible, awful singer, but maybe you aren't a bad singer. You just haven't found your style. That's why there's so many people that are, that can't really sing or rap or do many things. And then they get really popular. They just found like a groove somehow or a way to like get in on it because they probably did more than they, than they talked. Like, I feel like when you act more than you, than you speak, it uh it almost enables you in a way to continue doing what you're doing. That's why there are people that can be really confident and they can seem really bad in one aspect. They just might have been able to pick up those pieces in a way that they know that the right people will connect to them. They just haven't found them yet. And um, I think everybody is good at something in some way. And I've just kind of chalked up things that I think is bad sometimes as, oh, that's not for me. Because there are things that I will just probably never connect with. Like, you know, maybe different genres of music. But it's good for a certain audience. So I don't feel like, uh, like Arian specifically, she's a cute girl. She might not be a great singer, but, you know, she might be able to hold enough of a note if she found right, the right studio session to be an artist. But I don't, I mean, in real life, I don't really think she wants to be an artist because it's TV. But, you know, she could if she really wanted to. It might just be that misdirected energy that makes her frustrated and want to cry as opposed to her being like, you know what? Let me actually just go record a bunch of shit and see what I sound like and how I can sound better. Let me get some vocal lessons. She's just been playing around all this time, and nobody believes her because she hasn't been doing anything. If she came with the body of work or something, somebody would at least probably be like, okay, girl, you got something here. Like, you know, you just need to work it out. But don't you think that that's what the problem is, though? People not being actually talented at something but then garnering success from it. That's what's watering down the authenticity of art all across the board, right? Mm Because what's the point here? Like, is the point here to just be a successful, you know, artist or is the point here to actually create something that is substantial, you know, and legitimate and good, you know, real art? I think that's what the problem is. Just like you said, well, you know, they might not really be able to sing, but maybe they just haven't figured out a way to get in, you know, another way or figure out something else, another way to get in. I think that's what the problem is. People are just trying to get on or get in as opposed to singing because it's what they love to do and they're good at it. Well, I think there's, for me, I think there's like three different types of mm-hmm. artists. They're the kind that are, you listen to them and they're undeniable. Mm-hmm. I always say, give someone an acoustic set. Mm-hmm. And have them sing a ballad. That's usually how you can tell someone's range or skill set. So you have those, you know, like your Beyonce's that I think has Fantasia, you know, yeah. the undeniable vocalists. Um, <clears throat> then you have vibe artists who maybe can't pull off a ballad and acoustic set, but they can bring you a style of singing. I'm trying to think like who would be like Abra. How she got that style of singing. Sorry, I just started listening to Abra. Shout out to all uh, the Abra well, listeners. Ab- yeah, I mean, I, yeah, like Abra, who Asante just put us on to. Um, I'm, I'm like hesitant because I don't. If I mention artists, I don't want them to feel a uh, way like you're negative, saying. Yeah, yeah, like you, I don't want them to feel like so I'm like you can't it to say. Me and I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. Well, you guys know what I mean. The artists that 
you can you can put as background music when you're like trying to chill and it's not necessarily like you're trying to catch you know a vocal to it but you can just catch a really good feeling like they just give you a feeling and there's there are artists that are great producers and composers and writers and can create that feeling for you and their voice might be different i mean i know people that felt um you know like let's say diana ross she might not have been like a vocalist but she gave you a vibe she gave you a look she gave you style she gave you entertainment you know so there's those kind of artists and then you have the ones that are just beautiful Mm -hmm. and that's it and they are literally given an opportunity because they look like stars they might not necessarily bring anything to the table as far as art so that you know so there's different kinds and like you said i do think the beauty privilege aspect of the industry is what kind of has watered it down because those are the the pop artists usually that kind of thrown in the forefront because they're just beautiful to look at yeah so i think you know with arian yeah she's a beautiful woman from what i saw she's really beautiful she could i could definitely see someone styling her up giving her Maybe sending her to Tricky in the dream and giving her just a cool bop. <laughs> and she'll do her thing. And you know she'll do her thing. And who knows? We might even like it. Because there are a lot of artists that I listen to that can't actually sing. Mm-hmm. But they just figured out, you know, how to put their voice in a way where you can listen to it. You know, and there's distortions. and Right. Dif- you know, so, I mean, it's tricky. All I can say is especially for someone who is trying to do singing because I, I remember American Idol like that was the funny part oh, of the auditions the, the like auditions. seeing the people who are delusional and it became a joke I mean that's how they made their money I'll never forget I'm sorry no Fran, go ahead I'll never forget that African girl singing um, it's all coming back to me <laughs> I don't think I, I feel it's kind in the instant that you love. I never, I will never forget that. Randy busting out laughing out loud. Ha, 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 ha. Lisa just laughing. So when I would watch those auditions, I would be like, these people really feel this. Like, they really feel this. They are they're singing they're giving their all they really think they're hitting the notes like they can't tell that they're being laughed at so yeah so that's what got me wondering was you know because there are artists that I'm not connect like I don't connect with and I see them on the charts I see people tweeting about them I see people going to their shows their concerts they get festival gigs so it's like it's you know it's all based on opinion and especially with creative work you know even art art itself like i've seen paintings that i'm like what That's some bullshit you're right, <laughs> right you know it'll be like you know i've gone to people's houses where it'll be the canvas will just have like a dot in the center mm-hmm. you know or a line going across and and, it and took i me three know days to make that line. right and i know that they paid thirteen thousand dollars for this piece, you know yeah. or when you go to exhibits and you're just yeah. like okay you know they they actually i saw um on the internet once they were making fun because somebody put their glasses did you guys see that <laughs> somebody was at an exhibit and just to be silly they took off their glasses and put it on the floor and then just walked away just to see and a, and a bunch of people were taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> that's smart and standing around and he could not stop laughing because it was like that's the <laughs> art community like anything is art so that's what makes me wonder you know we can laugh at auditions on American Idol and be like ooh girl you sound crazy but that person could flip it and end yeah. up using that quote unquote weirdness or off sound and making it work and you'd be surprised and just like there's so many creatives I see that are really rich off of shit that I don't get but 
who was I to tell them that they were good or bad or that it didn't work? Because clearly, I think if something works for you, somebody else will see it. To your point, William Hung on American Idol, obviously people laughed at She Bangs, but when it became a song or whatever, it was wildly successful. But when you look at people in the Asian culture, like they Psy Gangnam Style, maybe not even the same you know, thing. Mm-hmm. But the way that they deliver and do their music, it's like you you could see why he would be successful in a different market. Right. And he was, you know, successful in American Idol for various reasons. But at the same <laughs> time, it's like people just really need to be able to kind of meet people where they're at. And I think that's where it is. It, But it also does kind of water down some of the other stuff like Dustin was saying. So it kind of makes it hard to figure out what is actually art versus people just trying to sell you some bullshit. Asante. <laughs> what? What if we get a record deal? <laughs> Tell me what I got to do. I mean, I don't doubt it. I'm I mean, cut my whole first half of the show out. <laughs> go for it. Everybody go for it and believe in everybody and everything. And um, we ready to sign. I, I mean, because honestly. I'll do a 360. I don't give a fuck. Listen, because <laughs> honestly, Arian lives in Atlanta. You know how the Atlanta music scene goes. Like, Yeah, the, she the, get with the right team. Yeah, you, you, could get your, you could easily get you a deal and get you a cool uh, one, 200 stacks just for being whatever the fuck. And you ain't got to do nothing. Like, it's so easy and it's so sad that you can do that. But then there are those people like the ones we laughed at on American Idol. There is just that something that clicked to them that made them believe <laughs> That this was a great idea. It was something in their soul almost, their spirit. And, you know, there was some that were just there pretending to be laughed at for real on purpose. But for those people that it connected with, it was just, it's something undeniable, something inside that there is that passion. So if you have that and, you know, your body of work doesn't look necessarily the best, it's really all about, like, honing in your craft and figuring out what you want to do. Because sometimes, you know, your stuff might be bad and people are telling you it's bad and it's just because you haven't gotten to the right place. Because it just takes that one person sometimes to meet and just flip your shit. You'd be like, I am doing something right. They hear something in me. I just got to, you know, tune this or change this or I'll sound better doing this. And it's not changing your whole sound. It's just really changing your perspective and your outlook. And that's going to fuck up your sound, okay, in a good way. <laughs> that's why I think it gets tricky. Like, how much should you listen to people outside of yourself when pursuing something? Or creating something. Never. Because I think one thing that we lie and say is, oh, I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what anyone says. But that's a lie. I You're care. creative. You I absolutely care. care. Yeah, you create for yourself, but you also create for others. And I think it's a, it's a weird statement when people try to act like people's perception or opinions don't affect them we're, we're human of course mm-hmm. it's gonna affect you Absolutely. it's a matter of how much you let it affect you because mm-hmm. if you base everything you do on how others feel then you're never gonna be happy you're never gonna feel accomplished because people's opinions change you know people have their different tastes but I don't know I think I, I just thought it was an interesting thing to think about because I like I know that if Arian had sang for me, <laughs> you would have sent her ass home. <laughs> and I was like a label head. I probably would have passed as well. You You're know, like, Ooh, mm-mm, girl, uh-uh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh, but look, Lady Gaga got passed on. I think she said, I don't even know the exact number, but it was something crazy, like yep. five different mm-hmm. deals they passed on her. Same with Kanye. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of artists that are different and and did shift the culture because they are different got passed on because they didn't fit the formula but those artists all had like legitimate talent (laughs) right but the label has didn't see it 
But they and got told to them that they label meeting, though. Think about that. No, that you can do that without yeah. having very much talent. Unfortunately, I, I, I wish sad, it was different. Sadly enough. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're cool looking enough, <laughs> right, or beautiful enough, they're like okay, you can get half the a battle's label. over. Yeah, because half the time it's A and R's that are trying to fuck you anyways, and there's just their way. Oh, you know, I can get you a meeting at such and such, and then they take you, and then you don't get past that meeting. But with Gaga and Kanye, I think they were just so different Mm -hmm. you know there's like look at gaga yeah Yeah. people just if you don't know how to how to categorize it or how to place it like oh she sounds like this or he sounds like this then people will write it off because a lot of um labels and brands and and whoever you work with a lot of times they don't want to be the ones to take the chance true which is dumb because when you take the chance you create stars i mean it never fails that that to me is the formula but very rarely does that work. People are chart chasers, so they're gonna follow who is the producer, who is the writer, who is the singer that's at that you know at the top, and then make you mimic what's already winning, which is so annoying. But I guess we say all that to say I sound like tax stone. <laughs> I say that to say this, beloved, <laughs> beloved, beloved. Be safe though. <laughs> be safe. Not really. Right? No, I say that to say, you know, there's an element that maybe you should listen to feedback in the sense that you should figure out how to improve. I'm looking at Dustin and already laughing. I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) You know, feedback can be helpful, but at the end of the day, if you feel like something is your passion and you can't think of anything else, but that, you know, like you feel so passionate about it, do it, do it. Figure it out. Figure it out and stop listening to people because people's opinions shift. And you know what I noticed, too? Sometimes someone will say something's whack and then they'll see everyone else co-signing it and they'll totally change their position on it. But you know what? But you know what? It always happens. I've seen it so many times. It does. But sometimes it takes the right person to point out the right things to people for them to, like, be on board. Because there are people, you know, that will be like, oh, no, I'm not fucking with that at all. And then after everybody and their mama got on it, they might be like, let me get another li- listen to this or see what the hype's about. They just haven't found that right thing to connect to it, and then they might like it. That's Cause, true. Because, you know, a lot of people, I hate to bring it back to Beyonce. No, I don't. But, <laughs> you know, there were those, some of them albums where people were like, oh, Beyonce shouldn't have did this or she shouldn't have did that. And then look back on the whole body work. But I love it. All of it. She did right here. Because, you know, for the longest, I was not a stand. Like, I was like... I can't do all of this. You people are crazy. But when I understood what it meant as far as her artistry rent went, I was like, yeah. Then I was like, okay, I see why I can go on ahead and take me a stand card. Because she actually does what she wants to do and goes against herself. Not what everybody else is saying or doing. She just decided, this is what I'm going to do. This is how it makes sense. And cleans up wherever she needs to clean up. But it's not like she's listening to everybody else tell her what she needs to do. Right. That's why, and you know what? That's why I really like Solange too. Because mm-hmm. yes. Solange, as a creative, first of all, as a creative, she's just awesome. Even the way she curates her Instagram, I'm like, yes. she's a, she she has style and vision, and I yes. love people like that. That they even like a little picture they take, and Literally it still has wide awake. yeah, it has style to it. I think yeah. it's so cool. But as an artist, what I love about her is that yeah, maybe if you put Solange and tell her to sing a ballad, she might not give you that vocal like Beyonce not to compare them I hate that but Mm -hmm. 
she does give you some lyrics though she gives you vibes she gives you fusion of old time records she and can styles. still connect with soul yeah that you just like you feel it still so that's why i'm like it's not always the vocal it's not you know so right. you can't really listen to people and tell you what you're where you lack or what your skill sets are capable of because if you can still finesse it and not even finesse it in a way that you like getting, you know, pulling it over on us, but figuring out how you can fit into a particular, um, into a particular creative scene. Like, what do you bring? Maybe you bring something that's missing and mm-hmm. that could very well be dope. And, and, and that's how you become a star, you know? So that's why I'm like, it's weird because it's an element of like, don't listen to nobody, you know, just do what you do and, and try to make it dope. Because she's doing it. For real. <laughs> I think Solange is awesome. And on the other side of that, you're not going to agree or want to be a part of what everybody is doing. Like, no, that never works. Th- so that's why, you know. I that can, plateaus at some point. Yeah, because, you know, so you can I can sit up here and say all day and all night, like, you know, uh, you know, I hate groupthink, but we're all a part of it. You know, it's going to be a part of what we want to be a part of and do and hear and see. So it's hard, you know, when you see people going against the grain sometimes and you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you need to stop <laughs> and shut this shit down all the way right now it's like no they just have to find that piece that's going to connect not necessarily to you but for them to really just take their shit to the next level and if you can see that part of them then you, your opinion of them and that is going to totally change you're going to be like whoa my mind is blown right, right. so <laughs> for the creatives that are listening for people that are pursuing their passion and might have you know a lot of naysayers around them what's the takeaway guys what what advice do you have for those shut the fuck up <laughs> don't Keep do going. it you suck no I'm just playing <laughs> I would never say that imagine right um, the takeaway is just to you have to take you have to hold your craft and your art in a certain regard if you have a certain respect for it and if you respect it and respect yourself enough to study yes. and to take the time to, to to learn and immerse yourself develop in everything exactly friend to develop as an artist if you take yourself seriously enough to do that and put in that work it will, you will reap the benefits and it'll show itself in the response and the way that people receive what you put out there. So my advice, my takeaway is just to have that much respect for yourself and your art that you devote the time and the work into it that is necessary for success. I totally agree with that because I think what happens is some people, especially with it being the social media age, we all want to do everything. And you yep. and you want to do what's popular. You want to do what you see is making the most money. What's making people famous. Sometimes it might not even be a passion. It's just a um, an avenue that you see is working for someone else. Right. And that is where it becomes problematic. You know, where you can someone says, "Oh, I want to be a singer," and then they sing, and you can tell that they've never studied it. They've never, and not everyone has the money for vocal classes. But like I've given advice before, before I had money for classes, I would just study the artists that I admired and I'd mimic them and study their notes and and listen to how the songs were arranged, you know, and then try to make my own and find my own style within all the styles that I liked. So can you give us a little Whitney, right? Just one. (laughs) No, like just one. No, just one of them friends. No, but (laughs) if you don't have the money, you know, there are ways around it. There's classes on YouTube that you can take where you can do vocal sessions. Yeah. And study and, and push your range. So like Dustin said, study, develop. If this is something you're serious about, tune the world out. It's all noise. Anyways, study, study and, and, and make it work. 
find your way because there's definitely if it's really a passion where you can't let this shit go then find how you fit amen my takeaway is put your armor on <laughs> for all of those Don Rashard fans out there put your armor on because it's, it's a cold world out there it so sure is. if you need help and you feel like you're asking everybody for help and they all telling you to stop Maybe you should just stop for a second and be like, why is everyone telling me to stop? And re-examine what you have going on for yourself. If you feel like you're on the right track and no one's connecting with you, maybe you just need to rework or find a new audience. Or, or keep going. Exactly. Or just <laughs> simply keep going. Because Let them sometimes, catch up. <laughs> yeah, honestly, sometimes people will put out projects and they'll just be sitting like... <laughs> The Cherry Coke Project. Yes, and I love that project. <laughs> it's a good project. Cherry Dennis is Pe- great. People were not feeling it. At but- all. I didn't hear anyone talk about it. But let me tell you, that is on repeat in my house. When, when we talked about it, whenever way back when somebody said, y'all, that Sherry Dennis was so terrible the first time I heard it. <laughs> but listening to it, you know, because the times and music, I feel like, has changed so much. The climate they, they were it like, was ahead of its time a little bit because right. it was very like, vibey. Like Diddy Dirty Money, you know, I feel like that was ahead of its time. People weren't ready for all that. They were like, oh, this, you know, rapping Diddy dancing and shit. We're not with all that. <laughs> but then, you know, if Drake up here hotline blinging and things, people like, oh, that's real cute for him. And look at Jay Davey. <sighs> I think Jay Davey to me is a perfect example. If you haven't heard of Jay Davey, it's Brooke DeLoe and Jack Davey. It's a duo out of Los Angeles. When when I first heard when they come out like early two thousand XD put me on way back in the day right it was a while ago and they were sort of like a fusion of like alternative music you could tell they grew up on like David Bowie you mm-hmm. know but then um, she, uh, Jack raps too so you could hear her hip hop like outcast influences and then Brooke is more vibey so you could hear his Prince and the synth influence they were just like a fusion of so many different sounds and when they first came out people were like what the fuck is this because they're two black kids doing this no one like it just didn't make sense to anyone and now yeah definitely check them out if you haven't heard them they have such dope ass music but the difference is that they were ahead of their time and Mm -hmm. now they're timeless like they paved the way and gave birth to a lot of people. That's and, right. And they're amazing. And, um, you know, they're still creating music. And now it's funny. Now they're like on trend all these years later. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you might just be ahead of your time. Exactly. No one understands it. You might just be on a wave that hasn't hit yet. And it's your exactly. job to create it and bring it to us so that we can be like, oh, you know, exactly. that might very well be your job. So don't don't take the resistance as a definition of your place in the world. Exactly. That resistance might very well just show you like, yo, that means I'm I'm innovating some shit right here. And Even- if you don't believe me, just watch. And not <laughs> only just watch, what you need to look at while you're watching is Rihanna's hero video. That yeah. live performance of her singing hero. <laughs> and then watch her singing Love on the Brain at the <laughs> Billboard Awards that just passed. Right. Dedication. But even this anti-album. That's what I'm saying. Like her the growth. Vo- First of all, you can tell she's been going to a vocal coach. Because yeah. she's hitting notes with more ease. Her range has increased. Like, it is possible. And even for the albums. That hero video. <laughs> and, and even albums before, you know, she was she still found styles to do, you know? Yeah, and we love Rihanna. Mm-hmm. She's yes. huge. She's iconic at this point. Yes. You know, so... If anything, that's living proof. Exactly. Right there. So keep going. Keep going. So hopefully this inspired those of you who may, 
you know, be feeling a little like, eh, should I do this? Should I not? Just put your headphones on and, and make it work. And there has to be something to be said about someone that everyone sees as awful or bad and they just keep going and keep going and keep going. That's dope to me. Like, there has to be just the perseverance there. It's just like, you, it's undeniable. Like, you have to be able to just have that in anything that you do. So, Like don't. Carly Red, right? Like, this is season <laughs> five of Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, right? And Carly Red gave you a motherfucking season this she season. She did. She, did. she was interesting. She, she, she was perfect for the Love and Hip Hop. She's, had, had, she's had a glow up. Yes. Her look has improved. In its whole. She's been interesting. <laughs> and, and again, Rihanna's hero video, Kylie Red's performance of Louis Gucci Prada at yep. the club in season one. Yep. And look at her now, at her hosting now. on Playboy and shit. You know, like, Kylie Red, prime example. <laughs> Red Entertainment. The ties that bind. Red Entertainment. <laughs> So let's jump <laughs> That's into... That's someone that might sign you if you're still bad now. <laughs> Red Entertainment, is that her label? It, uh, it's Red something. You oh know her my. last name. Her label is Made <laughs> oh in China. My. <laughs> <laughs> no. Her oh label my. is a Surgeon General's warning. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> I'm done. Her label is generic. <laughs> so let's move on to this week's wellness segment. <laughs> <laughs> An ode to Luther. So, you know, to tie into this this uh, conversation about passions, a lot of the times advice you'll get on pursuing your dreams and passion will be based on people who already know what they want to do. And even when people advise, oh, create a vision board, or like we've said on episodes before, you know, journal, write it out, flesh it out. That's great for those of us who already have a craft and we just have to develop it, push forward. But what about the people of the world, because there are many of them, that aren't sure how to get out of their matrix, you know, of a nine to five, but know that they want to pursue something, be an entrepreneur, but they just haven't found that thing yet. How do you, I've had people ask me, Fran, how do I figure out what my passion is? How do I figure out you know, what I can contribute, what I can create. I don't have a talent. I can't sing. I can't do this, you know, but I know that I want to help. I want to contribute. I want to be a creative. Do I have to have a specific thing to be a creative? So one thing I've that I found helpful for people around me that are trying to, you know, pin that down and source it is creating what I call like a vibe board. So it's not necessarily a vision board because you don't you might not have the vision yet. But what the vibe board does is that it kind of allows you to sift through the things in your mind that might not be at the forefront if you're at work. Because, you know, you're focused on deadlines and this, that and the other that you have to get done. But what if you pick a weekend and you start putting together the things that make you happy and it doesn't have to be a picture of a house or a picture of the car you want. It can be like pay attention to the creatives that make you feel something or the, you know, like let's say even me, if, if you feel like a lot of the things I say resonate when it comes to wellness, maybe wellness is something that you're interested in. Look through your follow list on Twitter and on Instagram. Who are the kinds of people that you're following? What is it about them that is drawing you to want to know what they're doing on a daily basis? And I don't mean like celebrities or <laughs> gossip, but I mean like people that genuinely inspire you. Um, what are the blogs that you're reading? When you look through a magazine, what are the images that excite you? 
when you look at certain celebrities, are are the actors the ones that make you feel something like, oh, you know, I would love that life. Or is it the singers or is it someone who's traveling the world on Instagram? Like take time out to really see the things that kind of spark interest and a fire in you. And I always say to people, what are the hot like when you are in your downtime, what are the things that you do that relax you? The fun stuff, you know, some people like to paint. And that doesn't necessarily mean that painting is going to turn into a career because I know a lot of times what happens is you turn your hobbies into a career and then it becomes a chore and you hate it and don't Mm want to do it. So that's not necessarily a passion and it might just be something you're good at. But I'm talking about like inspiration wise. So I say create a vibe board where you post the tweets that have stood out to you, the people whose conversations have stood out to you, the blogs that stood out to you, the the. I mean, it can be anything. It can be a style, an outfit. Like, you'll see that your life will kind of start being curated in this vibe board. And before you know it, you'll see yourself in what you've put together. Because that will be almost, how do I put it? Almost like a blueprint of the life that you can create for yourself. Mm. And I, the reason, I, like I said, I'll say it's a vibe board. Because I don't want you to think too hard about it where you're, like, focusing on the specifics. This is more of like what's calling out to me and it can be anything. That's why I said post a tweet on the board if that's what it is. But just be more mindful of the lifestyles and the career paths and the things that are sparking interest in you. I've had a lot of people say, Fran, I never in a thousand years would have thought that I cared about nutrition. (laughs) But (laughs) your videos about food or your food posts on your site or the conversations I've heard you say about like wanting to educate people about the food they're eating in the hood and how it's affecting us, and, you know, things of that nature made them want to study nutrition. And they went and pursued that. And I think that's awesome because it's the same thing for me. I didn't find my love for nutrition, unfortunately, until I got sick. But now I love it. You know, I love health. I love wellness. Something that if you would have asked me, yeah, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have been like, what? No, I wouldn't be online talking about smoothies and kale and shit. Like, you know, it just wasn't where my head was at. Activated charcoal. Activated charcoal. So you never know the things that will kind of open themselves up to you until you start being mindful of what you're paying attention closely to online. So I feel for those of you who might feel a little lost and a little confused about what your purpose is, definitely take stock and almost like we've used the word audit before. <laughs> we did the sex audit. We mm-hmm. did. <laughs> so this is a passion audit. It's a spark audit. Like what gives you life? You know, is it when you see Rihanna stepping out in a dope outfit? What what hits you? Is it I want to be her as an artist or is the question, yo, who styled her? You know, where did they get that clothes from? Do you want to design it or do you want to be the one that dresses her? Like, pay attention to the parts of things that excited you. Yeah, Yeah, they connect you. You know, like when I listen to music, the average person might be listening to the vocalist, but I'm listening to the writing because I'm a writer, I'm a lyricist. So to me, that's how I started knowing that that was actually my passion. I can sing, but the singing wasn't so much of a passion as the writing. Like I listen to words. I, that's why you see randomly, if you follow me on Twitter, I'm like posting lyrics all the time. Like that is what sparks interest in me. 
But so, friend, you can sing though. <laughs> Thank you. Like you can like y'all don't understand. Like the reason we trip, yeah, we love friend and all that shit. That's our sister and all that shit. Whatever, it's all good. But she really can like sing like like people that you love and stand for, like because of their voice. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how Celine Dion, you don't stand for her because she's one of the pretty girls. Like, you stand for her because that voice is undeniable. Right. Fran can blow, like, on that level. And it's so crazy because we know y'all don't know. That's why we always try to make her (laughs) sing because it's really something to know. Like, it's like, (laughs) God damn. But go ahead, Fran. (laughs) Thank you, Dustin. I'll pay you later. (laughs) No, but all jokes aside. it was PayPal. That's why I didn't have to speak. But I, you know, I, I see a lot of people that feel stuck because they might not have a, a, you know, a specific talent like singing. And, and it seems like everyone feels like you either have to sing or act, you know, or that's like all there is to it on social media, be right. an influencer. But there are a lot of um, career paths that help even those influencers still be where they're at. You know, like a lot of my peers have teams that help them be who they are. Whether you're good at organizing so you can be someone's manager. Maybe you're good at creating. Like, I don't have graphic design skills for the life of me. Like, I would try to learn. I'll go on Photoshop and I'll be like, let me make a flyer just to see. And I realize that I don't have it in me. But Cheska Lee... You ask her to make a flyer and she whips up some shit with the colors and she knows how to place it here and there that I realize that that's innate. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can learn the skills of how to move things on Photoshop, but like there's a, a craft to that. You know, there's an eye to it. And, you know, that is what helps someone like me. I would need you. I would need your eye. I would need your craft. I would need you to have that talent so that we can work together and create whatever we're creating. So I, I just want you guys to figure out, like, what excites you? And then, you know, that's how we'll... That's how we can... Uh, help more people get out of the matrix if that's what they are hoping to do as far as like not wanting to work in the office because I know that I get so many emails like Fran help me you know like I feel stunted I feel stifled but I don't necessarily know what to pursue or where to go from here so hopefully you know being more mindful of of, and creating a vibe board or maybe if you don't have a board it can just be a folder on your laptop that you kind of like anytime something speaks to you you just kind of put it in there and then open the folder and look at it and see what it says about you picture album on your iphone right right you know you just have like you put pictures of inspiration i have one of those really i can tell you exactly (laughs) what excites me That's a different kind of vibe album. <laughs> vibe. <laughs> but yeah, so hopefully. Board. <laughs> Surfboard. Having. Yeah. <laughs> I'm waiting to see where you're going. I, I want you to give yourself enough content Surfboard. before we get to the reprise. No, go ahead, friend. It's the wellness segment. <laughs> so that's it for this week's wellness segment. I hope, you know, that sparked something for those of you who are still trying to figure it out. So Asante, what's this week's icebreaker segment? Well, you know, we open talking about a lot of music, so I just want to know a little bit about what who you guys have been listening to lately. Any new people, old people you just can't stop playing? Just hmm. a, just a little music thing. Actually, me and Dustin were having a conversation about how we've been listening to Views. Yes, that song "Party Next Door" is uh, with you. 
I cannot get that song off repeat. Like, I know my neighbor hates me. Hates me. She's just like, how can you do this to me? Because I haven't played Stick your head out the door and go, I'm with you. Imagine. I will come back with a black guy. You don't like it? I'm with you. Oh, man. No, but I can't get that damn song out of my head of course controller too so views has kind of been well i shouldn't say views i should say those two songs (laughs) (laughs) and one dance i like one dance too so those three songs have been in heavy rotation and i'm listening to division oh Oh, my yes that was what i was gonna say that's why i just like me and you us never part because (laughs) the entire project too i don't think i have like a favorite song i do it, what's the project called? September 25th? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah so, because of those of you might not know. And Division is spelled, what is D-V-S-N. it? D-V-S-N. D-V-S-N. So, and those of you checking, yo, it's such a vibe. He sings, too. Mm-hmm. It's such like a it's vibe, good. right? Ooh, my favorite is Do It Well. That's your favorite? The lyrics, yes. Man, I can't pick a favorite. So good, so oh. good. <laughs> oh, wait, uh, um, what's the one where he's talking about In Too Deep, He Can't Pull Out? Yeah. Um, 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 uh, uh, is it called In Too Deep? Yeah, In Too Deep. That like might that. be my fave because I like how it has like a choir yes, vibe. Yes. But then what they're saying <laughs> is not, not choirish. And, and my favorite um, part is the girl. She's like, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like they be going in. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, In Too Deep is a vibe. It like is. I had that on repeat for a while because that choir, the choir, and a, a choir and a song will Listen, always win me. <laughs> I've been stuck on that Blood Orange album. Oh, yeah, yeah nice. I'm stuck. Desiree is my shit. Uh, and hands up. Is it hands up? The I haven't listened to it, but, but everyone's been telling me about it. You listen to that Blood Orange album, listen to Desiree, and then the next song, I think it's called Hands Up or something like that, but it, it or Hands On or mm-hmm. something about hands. I don't know, but it's just good. My hands was clapping. That's all I knew because they was jamming. Oh, that's, the jam. that's homework for all of us. Then. Yes, it's really good. I love Tinashe's new song, Super Love. I just heard oh it right God. before the show. The guys were so playing it for me. I like to it. Have a new single from Tina She. Right. You know, she decided to drop that on the same Friday. We decided to drop the tickets for the show. That's why the tickets initially sold down. We had to get a new venue for y'all, okay? <laughs> Tina She knew what time it was. Right. Uh, I've been listening. I just downloaded Princess and her new, or I just downloaded Abra's new project, Princess. But apparently she has a project before that called Rose. And Rose is really bomb, but Princess is bomb too. So y'all should check that out. She's like a... That new wave electronic Miami shit, which I really, really fuck with. I liked it. You're playing some snippets, and it's definitely cool. I got to check that out. Yep. And then Schoolboy Q's new album is a knock, yes. too. Yes. That part. That part. <laughs> right. I've heard that song repeat. I love that song, friend. Yes. <laughs> and when I was in L.A. this week, oh, it was being played song. everywhere because it's such yes. an L.A. song. So I was like, I'm never getting this song out of my head. Listen, have you listened to the, the rest of the album? In the car. Yeah, I have actually. Them projects, like the song with SZA on yes. it. Is, I was is on hot. Snapchat this weekend, you know, showing what I was doing in L.A. And I had it playing in the background. <laughs> I got all these messages like, look at you listening to Schoolboy uh, Q. <laughs> I like that Schoolboy Q always has like a good cut, like. Like he's he, dope like yeah even off the last project there are a lot of like really bomb cuts like the song with 2 Chains was real hard Man of the Year still goes like he just Ooh, be doing I some, love Man of the Year like he man. like something about Schoolboy Q just crazy. <laughs> yeah. he just be doing some bomb ass shit the last track 
<laughs> yeah, I don't even want to hear it. Now. I'm telling you, and, and go on YouTube. I go the fuck off if y'all play Man of the Year. Listen, go on YouTube. And he made um like three short films to go with the album, and they're like eight minutes a piece. But like it really ties in the album how he does it. It's like so fucking cool. Because so like on his the second ain't one, lemonade or fruit punch. What is his? <laughs> Activated charcoal. What is schoolboy cues? Miller High Life. <laughs> the champagne of beers. Miller High Life. That's nasty. <laughs> Don't give him that. Ooh. Dope dealer with E40 though. The shit. That, I, I, I don't even know how I was gonna let that one slide. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Dope dealer. Yes. I, I can't even. I, I I was about to play it right now, but you know I don't. It's a new one that came out. It's, it's on. It's on the project. You know that I game The game yeah. album is good I don't too. know The game Yeah Streets of Compton Fuck with it It's good mm. <laughs> Just to give you A little snippet of the beat How it go A little snippet of the beat Just Alright we go Oh okay Okay You know You yes. know You knew You just yes. had to hear it I had to hear it You just had to hear it When I saw one E40 of those, on that set okay. One of those <laughs> If I see E40 on that I was like I have to listen I at least have to listen Whew. Who else y'all listening to? Um Uh shit Let me think Lockjaw by French Montana Oh but that's yeah That's a club track Um Broke Boy um, by I'm gonna tell you who is by right now. I'm still listening to me. Broke Boy by Filthy Rich featuring Cash Dow, Cash Out, Cash Troy Dow. Ave, and 600 Breezy. Broke Boy is a shit. Listen to it. It's Broke good. Boy. Oh, oh no. Also, um, I was at a fashion show during New York Fashion Week Men's. I did some cool stuff with uh, during that week. And anyway, because I was about to give y'all a little bit too much information. <laughs> so during that week, I did, I was a part of some cool events. And one of the DJs, of course, Shazam is, you know, near and dear to my heart. Because when I hear it, I'll oh, be having Shazam. a no. Right. So the DJ was spinning this song. I, the album is called Psych... The album is called Psych Magic Presents. And it's spelled P-S-Y-C-H-E-M-A-G-I-K. Um, presents Magic M-A-G-I-K Circle C-Y-R-K-L-E-S Now those of you who know me That's a little bit too much Misspelling and talking about Magic and circles And mystic You know I'm gonna go The other way So I ain't know Until after I had Shazammed it And I already heard It was the jam So it was like I'm gonna do this But you know You're talking to the nigga That don't even watch The Thriller video So I don't have the time Like I get scared Okay so anyway But the song is called House at the Sea Psych Magic edit and it's just a funky ass like and they were playing it during the run while the models were coming down the runway at this show and I was like is this some 70s like what the fuck is this and that's how I found it it is the jam I love Shazam yeah Yeah. Shazam so that's enough of that and the classics today I'm listening to Keisha's album again just wanted to say that Classic. I just want to get my last one. You know, I have an OVO pick too. Since you said Drake, yes. Roy Woods. Yes, Roy Woods' latest project is really, really bomb. Like Roy Woods. Roy Woods. Yeah, he had okay. a project before uh, which Jealousy was on or whatever. But he's got a new one, and it's got some cuts on it. So listen to that one. Oh, dope. Okay, we'll definitely check that out. What's Ooh. the um? Email the listener. We always have a different name for it. The asking for a friend. <laughs> what you want? We should talk on this segment. What you want? The what you want? <laughs> what you want? <laughs> What's it all about? How? <laughs> Ty, you can pause it right here. <laughs> well, after Dustin stops. <laughs> I was trying to I was trying to fill I in know, the gap. I, tell you I was ready. I'm sitting here. All right. So, <laughs> as per usual, it's don't forget. It. To email us at 
the friend zone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. <laughs> okay, so this one is subject is being in love versus loving someone. Mm. All right. Hey guys, I would love to hear y'all's perspective on what it means to be in love with someone versus loving someone. I'm currently going through a breakup with a guy that I've been with, I've been friends with since I was 16. I'm Aww. 23 now. First, Whoa, I felt that in my heart. First, let me give you guys a little background on our relationship. Thank you. As stated, we first met when I was 16 and he was 15. We started talking but never entertained, entered into an official relationship because he didn't think that he was in a position to be in a relationship since he wouldn't be able to take me out since he didn't have a job at the time. Also, children. His words, not mine. <laughs> so kid. we pretty much just had a friends with benefits situation going on. Okay. But we were also best friends. He was my first kiss, my first only and, and only sexual partner, and the only guy I've ever loved. Fast forward to now, we've been friends, we've been together for about five months, pardon me, and I've noticed I've decided I no longer want to be in a relationship because I've realized that while I do love him, I'm no longer in love with him. Mm. It all kind of started a year and a half ago before we started dating when I started to feel like that I was in love with someone that didn't love me back. We'd been doing the friends with benefits thing for about five years, but I wanted more. And once I realized that wasn't going to happen, I figured that I needed to let my feelings for him go and move on with my life. Easier said than done. The only way I could think to do this was by limiting my association with him. We went from talking every day to only talking maybe a couple of times a month. Wow. This wasn't difficult to do since he was working two jobs and I was busy with school at the time. After a year of doing this, I finally started to feel like I had gotten over my feelings for him. But of course, when this happened, this is when he decides that he wants to be in a relationship. He started calling me all the time and wanting to take me out. At first, I just thought he was just trying to work on our friendship until he told me that he wanted a relationship. At first, I was skeptical, but this had been something that I've wanted since I was 16, so I figured we could give it a try. The mistake I made was that I entered... <laughs> the mistake I made. Okay, okay. <laughs> I should already I turn the, the corner. <laughs> the mistake I made was that I entered a relationship with someone that I knew I didn't have the same feelings for that I once had, oh, hoping no. that with time, those feelings would come back. They didn't. I've always struggled with how to tell if the feelings I had for him were really love, since that was something that I've never experienced before him. I always told myself that I loved him because of the way he made me feel. There was a point when being with him made me happy, but now all we do is argue and I never really want to be bothered with him. He's the type of person where he wants to talk every day and always wants to come over, etc. Where I'm the kind of person that likes my space and doesn't mind going a week or so without talking. But we can never seem to compromise on that. I also feel that year... I also feel that year we went with Harley talking changed things for us because I'd gotten used to Harley talking to him <laughs> and then just jumping back into our old ways where we started talking every day for just something I wasn't ready for. So this is <laughs> He knows I'm unhappy with our relationship, but he doesn't know that I don't love him anymore. So now I'm in a position where I have to tell someone who I care about that I'm no longer in love with them and potentially ruin a seven year friendship while he's still trying to make things work. So I guess my questions are. One, how do you make the distinction between being in love with someone and loving someone? And two, have you ever been in a similar situation to the one I'm going through? And if so, how do you deal with it? Sorry for the long email. I don't think there's a distinction to make. I think once you have to question it, then you're not. Because, or at least in my opinion, if you're in love with someone, it's like undeniable. 
it's like you just know, you feel it, you see them, it's there, boom. There's you nothing do crazy to ask. Ass shit yeah, and don't realize it. They ask you for side. yeah. They ask you to be in a relationship, and it's a go. Like yeah. it's not even a like. Oh, I don't know. Am I think you know? So the fact that you're questioning, debating, I think that's what's happening is you're trying to force it on yourself, and it doesn't seem like it's something that you naturally feel. And I've I've done the same thing too, where you know I've gone back to someone and thought, oh, maybe being around them again, we could kind of like restore what we used to feel, and you do kind of restore it because you you love each other, but. I don't I don't I think that's doing a disservice to you and him because why would you try to hope you know hope that the feelings come back instead of just waiting for someone who just makes you feel that way and making and allowing the space for him to be loved by someone that feels that way mm-hmm. you know it's it's a service to the both of you love mm-hmm. is supposed to be it's hard work don't get me wrong like yeah you might fall in and out of love when you're together like that happens but if you haven't even been together and you're starting off already questioning it, I just don't think that's going to set a good tone for the for either one of you. Like, go love someone that excites you and, and allow him to be loved by someone that he excites. <laughs> it's only fair, right? I, imagine you... This is what, you imagine you reading or overhearing a convo of someone being like, I don't know, like, I love Dustin, but, like, You'd be mortified. Oh my god! Your heart would drop if you were like in. (laughs) If you were. Fred, hey, yours do it too because I text you and wake you up at two in the morning, Fred. I've done it. When she see me text her, friend, she already know what that means, friend. Uh-uh. And then I see the three dots. I'm yeah, like, oh boy. With the Rico. I'm about to go. And I don't stop either. I I be texting and thinking and texting, so it be like multiple. It don't be and one the dots long stop one. And yeah. they start again. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love that when someone's writing, you see the dots <laughs> go away? <laughs> Ooh. My new trick is I just use the voice memo on that. Oh, damn, man. <laughs> no, listen, we all been there, but one thing I'm learning, and listen to the old fogey, please. <laughs> please save space and love for the people that, that see you, hear you, feel you, that you see them, you hear them, you feel them. Like, anything else is a waste of time. Don't force it. <laughs> what do y'all think? <laughs> what advice do y'all have? <laughs> Y'all was still over here processing. The questions were, how do you make the distinction between... Look, <laughs> because I'm sitting over here. I was like, I, I had to dial like back I'm for texting, a second. I got mad out to the text. What you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been meaning to talk to you about something. <laughs> <laughs> Reacting like how when you watch Lemonade, it's like, Okay, oh, okay. <laughs> so when you say, how do you make the distinction between being in love with someone versus loving them it's just like what Fran said if you have to question like am I in love with this person <laughs> it's already over then the, an- the answer is no 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 like, question is <laughs> like I mean and, and it's sad it's a reality that you don't want to deal with but at the same time like Fran said I agree with everything that Fran just said you are doing a disservice to the other person as well because you are holding them back and yourself and you also wasting energy because you don't even want to be bothered most of the time with this person so you got to get out fast 
I know you didn't mm-hmm. ask me that part, but you 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 have at this point. I know it's your first, but you have to get out fast. The longer that you sit on it and think about it, the harder it's gonna be, and the more you're gonna try to talk yourself that you are in love with this person mm-hmm. and stuff, and you might not be, and then it's just not gonna be authentic. It's not gonna connect right. It's just it's not gonna work. And if this person chooses to be your friend after this. That's for them to choose. You can't, you know, say, all right, I'm going to say this under the condition that you're going to stay friends with me. You just can't right, expect any yeah. of that. You got to. Either way, he'll thank you in the long run. In the, in the right? long run. Verbally, you leave, physically. I'd rather, <laughs> I'd rather you leave me. And listen, I've been on, on his side, too, where someone left me and I was pissed, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that year, <laughs> the whole year. But in like in the long run, I was like, yo, thank God yeah. they left me. If they wouldn't have left me, I still would have been chasing their asses. But them leaving me and sticking by their word Opened allowed up a door me. For you to yes, meet the new niggas. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mad. I was like, yes. <laughs> I didn't even finish. I didn't know he was taking it. <laughs> yes. No, yeah. but I, I was it allowed me to A, get over him mm-hmm. and B make room for men that wanted me. Thank you. So we're all happier. Absolutely. All like, of us. <laughs> you don't have to waste us. time curving. <laughs> really, you don't have to waste time curving no, him. No, please don't. Because he's probably wasting, you know, you just said he's working two jobs and doing all this stuff. So if he's finding time to stalk you and do all this in between, he is thinking that y'all have something and that's energy for him. And it's your fault. <laughs> and yes, you about, are responsible. Wondering about the past and questions. Right. Quit asking all them damn questions all the time. Because listen. Sometimes you need to let shit be and sit your ass Steal somewhere. 16? <laughs> and he's younger than you? What's wrong with you? Like, no, it was you were 16. You were still Yo, shitting yellow, still dude, loose stools when you, eat, when you eat the heavy foods no, at 16. Stop. You a baby. No. Sit down I somewhere. I never heard that in my life. Say like still Senator Ford. Yellow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shout out to my aunt. So this is the episode of my aunt's. My aunt, one of my aunts, <laughs> she was getting me the fuck together one time. <laughs> and she was like, how do you think you got an opinion? Know what you talk? You, you still shitting yellow. And I was like, damn. like. <laughs> yeah. That's the okay. funniest insult ever. Because <laughs> you know, oh baby shit be right. yellow. <laughs> oh my God. Now what the hell is going on? Okay. No, but legit, like, the boy that I was dating in 16, oh my God. Can you imagine? <laughs> His name was Chachi. <laughs> he gonna find you. <laughs> Look, he, he gonna, like, don't do this. I, I don't hope, do I hope this. he comes back. <laughs> no, never mind. He gonna stun on you, be like, and now I'm dating a supermodel. <laughs> right? I'm actually dating. He's gonna Chrissy email Tika's me like you thought. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, so let him go, so he can get him something good, and so you can get yourself something good too. <laughs> True, man. <laughs> For real. For real. You sit up here wondering and you feeling guilty, but the longer you hold on, it's and listen, I know it's hard. No, yeah, we're laughing, but it's only because we've been there. Exactly. That's exactly why. Because I've been on his side. Like, I've been sitting up here, like, thinking, like, Hell okay, yeah. we have something. So, like, why aren't you trying? You need to be honest and be like, bruh, like, this is not going to work no more. And this, There's and I have to tell you this. There's nothing because forcing it. all of these, look, at the two jobs you had and stuff, you might meet you a real nice girl or something because I'm not the one. Like, you don't got to say it like that. But like, Please you just, don't. You, you, you literally have to get out however, in the best way possible that you feel. But at the same time, it's not going to be pretty. You can't, exp- you can't do it conditionally. You just have to do it. And on a petty note, right? If you <laughs> don't want to response, note. right? On a petty note. On, on a petty note. On a petty note, on a petty note, on a petty note, Clementine. Clementine. 
Clementine. <laughs> Not that ending. Oh, yeah. <laughs> On a petty note. On a petty note. So, um, <laughs> you can make him hate you. Shit. If you don't want the responsibility, that everybody know that. That's how you go on and get the breakup oh, started. No. You start being a bitch. No. You know, start making them hate you and start <laughs> saying mean shit. Get into a, a surefire way to get somebody to break up with you. Get into that. Get into it with that family some kind of way. Get into it. <laughs> get, into it. get into it with one of them He's sisters or one of them, one of them the mothers family. or something, right? Like get into it with one of them. They will drop you like like you hot until she gets jumped on Vine. Right. Well, you know, <laughs> oh, see like yeah. them fights. You know, do it. Do, do it over Ooh. text. You know what I'm saying? Do it in a group text. But, oh you know, still say something really messed up. You know what I'm saying? To ensure that they're going to break up with you. Then the responsibility is off you. They don't want you no more which is what you wanted in the beginning you know you got to be laser focused toward the end goal you don't want him to want you right well i can get you there on the Excella train you know what i'm saying <laughs> i can get you there fast get into it with one get in get it get, get on and stir up that family <laughs> bring up a secret somebody's baby ain't theirs or you know something he oh on a real petty note a real one if Lord. you reference Oh my God, this is so bad. I don't even want to say it all, boss. <laughs> now I want to know. <laughs> this is awful. <sighs> oh God. The reason what gives me pause, right? <laughs> what gives me pause is that <laughs> that's from Tyler Perry. The oh my Perry. God. It's your private thoughts that give me pause. <laughs> so what gives me pause in this situation is that I don't want people to think that I'm a terrible person that just thinks of these horrible ways to get people. However, there is an art, you know, in response. I'll put it to you like that. And so what she could do is, like, if she spills the beans, like, tells a family secret that he told her, like, some really, like, a secret, you know what I'm saying, that he told her, and say he told her, that's, you can forget it. You done for life. So just tell, like, if somebody cheated and, you know, you were supposed to keep it on the low, just be like, hey, well, didn't she, ain't she cheating on him anyway? That's what you told me. Like, that's it. You are out of there. You don't never have to worry about him or the family <laughs> God, again. It. Because everybody knows the worst part of a breakup is still, like, them family ties. Because oh, <sighs> you I'm love the family so the much. Mom. See? Yep. And but if you just drop that bomb, you know what I'm saying? You ain't yeah. got to worry about none of that shit. <laughs> just tell him, just tell him you're a lesbian or something. No, I'm just, I'm no, just gonna that's go gonna make that. him. He gonna Look. call ten times more than because <laughs> he you working two listen. jobs. You know he went into porn. If she tell me she's a lesbian, <laughs> <laughs> you need to listen to Fantasia's if you don't want her free yourself. And that's that's from his point of view. Hell yeah! That that you need to know that that is exactly how he is going to feel, or if, if he doesn't feel it already. But if you don't want him, then don't talk to him. <laughs> no, okay, you didn't. listen, baby, you song. don't pay me no mind. Like, listen, there are gems in there. You might listen and be like, "Damn, I'm Ooh. not paying him no mind." Shout like, out to Missy Misdemeanor Elliot. Wrote that, that was with a, a pen. Record. A God, pen from Missy. heaven. Yeah. Just when you think you know Missy style, she hits you with something. Usually anyway. the he. She got to let y'all know. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, in 2016, still hitting them okay. with the he. Okay. Damn, Ooh. I wonder why James Rice Chanel never did a cover of Free Yourself. <laughs> I wonder. And I wonder. You know why I only think of the Patty Pies because of him? Why? Because of him. Yeah. <laughs> James Rice Chanel should do Free Yourself. What other songs should James Rice... Tweet us. Tell us the songs <laughs> that you it. think James Rice Chanel should cover. I would love to hear him cover Alone by Heart. <laughs> Tweet us to it. James Rice Chanel. I always got back. 
James Chanel. I want him to do that. So that is, I guess that's it for this week's letter. I know she's at home listening like, like what? Okay, well. <laughs> I write to these crazies. Listen, this, this is your burden. You got burden. your answer, did you? This, this is your burden. You have to, get, you have to lift burden. it as best as you can, okay? Hopefully we help. Hopefully. Yeah, I do want, I don't want it, the message to be, you know, <laughs> misunderstood. We're trying to help you. And make you laugh, right? right? And, make, and make you laugh. <laughs> we, we literally are laughing because we've been through it with you. Like, Honey, like, have like, I? Like, we, we keep trying to tell you. <laughs> so we are not laughing. I threw a motherfucker out to death. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Speaking <laughs> of Tough Love, listen to Tough Love by Jesse Ware. It really is a beautiful mm. song. And I don't. it don't have shit to do with nothing we talking about, but it just sounds good. And damn it, I wanted to share. So... <laughs> Listen to Tough Love by Jesse Ware. Anybody else got a song suggestion? Because now is the time. Because music makes the people come from Madonna. <laughs> um, so, that song was hot. It was. Yeah. Okay. She had some shit on Hard Candy. <laughs> Remember Hard Candy? Mm-hmm. For real, right? Is, yep. And Justin Timberlake. Was that the one with uh, Senorita or Mama Cita? She had, a, she had like a real Spanish inspired song on there. Abuela. Oh, I and I was that. like, I was like, Madonna, <laughs> what are you doing? Called Abuela. No. But you know, Pharrell like mixing shit up like that. No. Madonna dancing on wrist canes. And y'all still want her. No, not wrist <laughs> I mean, canes. yeah. She said I pictured that in my mind. She said, I'm like, not going what? to the house. I'm not going to the home. Okay. No. Oh, well, whatever fake accent she used in that week. I'm not going to the... I couldn't even do an accent. <laughs> um, Really, really quickly... For the black business of this week, if you're looking for something sweet, <laughs> that was cute. MakeMyCake.com. Make My Cake is a black-owned business. Uh, there are a few locations in Harlem, uh, 121 St. Nick Avenue and 2380 Adam Clayton Powell Boulevard. Both in Harlem, delicious food, delicious, delicious dessert. I had a cinnamon toast crunch. I'm sorry, a French toast muffin that tasted like cinnamon toast crunch. And they do red velvet cake. A in French it. toast muffin, nice. Yes, that shit was so and delicious. I co-signed that spot. I was telling Asante I've had my birthday cake from there since I was in uh, high school. Because <laughs> my best friend in high school, she literally lives like around the corner, so that was her go-to spot whenever we had a birthday. Mm. So I just got used to always having it from there, and it's really good. They're really nice. Yes, they are really really they nice. They can customize your cakes if you have like a special order or cupcakes or whatever kind of sweet. So and it's black owned and it's awesome. Super it's this awesome old black lady that's always in there. She's really nice. Yeah, they they Smiths, I think. So you know, I think somewhere down the road, you know, we relating and things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely support them though. The one yeah. on one, it's one thirty ninth, I think. Yeah, right? one, uh, that's the one on Adam Clayton Power. Yeah, like that's a, the one that I've been to. Yeah, the I other totally one, Saint Nick, is like at one sixteen. So yeah. yeah, I always go to the one over one thirty ninth. So mm-hmm. if you see me in there being fat, pay for my food. So Saint Nick at one sixteen <laughs> and. Apple cider vinegar and one thirty nine. Yes, <laughs> apple cider vinegar. So okay. Don't forget to uh, if you so if you're shopping at Baked by Melissa's and Sprinkles and all that, but you want to be black, you know, go on Babe. ahead to make my cake. Okay, make and it my tastes cake. better. Honestly, it absolutely I'm not even saying does. that just to say, it, but it really does. They have German chocolate cake, and I don't do German chocolate cake out of most places, but it was the fucking Same. wishes when I had it. I'm out not of a there. chocolate person, but Whew. at least not when it comes to cake. <laughs> 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 Let me stop. Slide to the left. (laughs) (laughs) No, but um, I also wanted really quickly to I'd have to do a retraction. Oh yes, right. Last week, Doctor Bronner. Reverse, reverse, reverse. reverse. (laughs) 
I saw people in the comments like, what? Um, Dr. Bronner's is not black he's owned. Not. It's actually an old German. Was he German? I think, he's, I think he's Jewish. Oh, a Jewish old man. Uh, came here in like the 1920s. Right, with his look, family. That and, was... <laughs> I, I, I was trying to watch the documentary on it because I couldn't right? believe it. We were over here doing our research and I was like, <laughs> they had like oh, a PBS I got to do a retraction. Yeah. Yeah. But that was my fault because like I said um, on last week's episode, for and this is for those who are confused about what I'm talking about. On the wellness segment last week, I shouted out black businesses, but I was shouting out black businesses from my Twitter that people were suggesting when I was asking about more house cleaning. <laughs> Dustin thought I was saying more house. Yeah, but, I swear they had. A, I thought they had cleaning products. Right. No, but I had asked um, on <laughs> Twitter for studies. house cleaning products, and a lot of you suggested Dr. Bronner's, which I've already used, and I was like, oh, it's black owned. But that was my fault because I should have done my due diligence and researched it before putting it. Um, on the show as a wellness segment. So. It's their fault too because they should have put his ass on the label and then you would have known. <laughs> I would have seen. If Dr. Bronner's had a gold chain on, you would have known. <laughs> like, oh, wait a minute. This is Dr. Bronner's. But, well, you know, I, was I never... watching the documentary and all them words, apparently they are never going to remove those words or something. Like, they said... That's his the, branding at in, this in point. In the Wikipedia, they were like, until it is legal, I am not taking these words off this model. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? So many. I'm like, have you ever tried to read it? It's I overwhelming. Have. I have. But I wanted to apologize for that. So if you went out and bought it, you definitely were not supporting a black-owned business. So if you did buy your Dr. Bronner's, it's only been a week. You got time to take it back. Take it back. No, but I wanted to apologize because I, I should have... <laughs> put a little water in it. <laughs> you even it out. Listen, <laughs> you ain't got to put nothing in it. Take it right back to them and say, listen, this is not a black-owned product. Imagine black slamming it on the counter going, like, Fran Bamboozle me. <laughs> say that too. If you want. Fran, ba- Fran, Fran gave me the wrong shit, so I got to bring this back. They'll be right. like, all right. No, but I never... You know, I never feel too bad to admit when I made a mistake. So my bad on that. That is the retraction statement for the black business of last week. And to end the episode, do you guys have any church announcements? Hell yeah. Catch us August 13th. You know what I'm saying? The Friends on Live podcast one year anniversary show hosted by none other than Kid Fury and Crystal of the Reed <laughs> and the motherfucking House Loudspeakers Network. Everybody come stay live. VIP is sold out. It's a situation for your mind, body, and soul. We're going to be in control. Come through to the show that night. You know what I'm saying? I'm being in full effect. Asante going to be in there doing his thing. Hey, friend. Hey, it's going to be saying hey girl <laughs> <laughs> to all the ladies and the gentlemen so make sure you are in the building that night you don't want to be the person that missed out on the first episode of the friend zone tape live that's in front right. of you in the theater format on stage that's right that's right word to your motherfucking mother <laughs> the friendzonelive.com bitch and we want to thank you guys because we sold out of the original yeah, venue, yeah, yeah. which is amazing, love. right? So if um, you received an email with that location, we actually upgraded to a bigger one, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is awesome because of the demand. But we still have tickets left. So definitely yeah. tell people about it. Send it to your friends. Tell everyone to come out. And we are very, very excited. And I wanted to let you guys know that Shameless Maya will be in the building for those of you who are fans of her. The building, oh, she called me today. Maya. She called me today and said she's gonna fly out for it, so I'm very excited. Thank you, Maya. Right, and a lot of other YouTubers who I'll keep as a surprise will be in the building. You guys probably know who they are based on who you see me with. (laughs) But you know, 
I, you it's know, gonna be so much fun. Any other bad bitties you gonna bring into the building, friend? All of them. All of them. Okay. All the bad bitties. All my, all my YouTube squad. Yeah, if y'all just look at my Instagram, hint, hint, the last yes. two pictures, hint, hint. Okay. All those ladies to be yes. there. So definitely come out. We love you guys for showing us so much love and support. Yes. We were, ha- we can't lie. We were anxious when we put the flyer. We were like, please let it not be like two tickets. Yeah. <laughs> but you guys showed us love, and yes, we're thankful we and humbled, it. and can't wait to we're see you all. We're gonna give y'all exactly what you want. It's gonna be so much fun and live and just just a lituation exactly what you want you're gonna get at the friend zone live and that's what we're gonna put yes, it to you like friendzonelive.com yep. get your tickets we love you guys we can't wait to see you and that's it for this week's show yes, yes. see you guys next stay week stay black Peace and protect out. your magic bye Everything is changing so fast. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load. But now with the Xfinity 10G network, you can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.